0: Summoned you here for the purpose. TransformYourGame.net
1: Welcome one, welcome all, welcome back. Thank you for joining us today for part B of our 8th episode of the Transform Your Game podcast. It's me, Richard, your host and moderator, and I'm gathered here today with my three bright and shining co-hosts, Kent. Megatron, is that you? Kai, Slash, and Joel. Hey there. I love the hey there. It's my favorite thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Today we've got the second half of the final spoiler done for Wave 5 Titan Masters Attack. to be released in stores May 29th, barring any further delay, you know, from extenuating circumstances. I'm pumped to get my hands on these cards already. Aren't y'all? oh yeah
2: absolutely
1: yeah Uh, well in the interest of being consistent I figured we'd ask a very quick icebreaker question to kick off part B just because I've been doing that lately Uh, so guys what is your favorite card spoiled in this final like spoiler release this big uh, dump at the very end Uh, was it something from part A that we already covered is it something we'll be covering here shortly
2: we're going to cover this card shortly but Spymaster's ruse I'm I'm in love (laughs)
0: You, do now. you took my answer.
2: I, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Spymaster's Ruse to marry me um after I pull it out of the pack. And, Why I might like that. Yeah, yeah. I've got this whole like ceremony planned and like you guys Ooh. are all gonna be the, the groomsmen and yeah, it's busy that day. Sorry. It's gonna be nice. Um, and, and what's what's kind of crazy is my wife's okay with it too. So
0: Hey. Okay. There you go. Uh, so mine is actually tripwire because that card is insane. Just what? Let's go back to the last podcast. That, yeah, that card is so good.
3: Yeah, if y'all listen to part A, then you'll know that I was very fond of decoy flares. It is going to be very strong and. Uh,
2: oh my God. <laughs> Okay. I, I thought he was gonna say improvise shield. Because <laughs> he's the aggro guy.
1: It is orange orange.
3: Well actually I, I do really like Emergency Barricade. That was gonna be the card that I for real was gonna say. I'm not saying that the card's busted in some way, but but um finding a way to get rid of force field and get a more offensive minor card in the decks and uh, offensive decks would be great.
1: Uh, well thank you guys so much for being generous and saving end hostilities for me. <laughs> because Wait, I mean what know, does that do? Uh, it it's the best <laughs> card they've ever printed, Joel. It says Hey aggro, how about no? It's how did great. that work? Oh, I love it so much. Well, <laughs> it turns all those pesky orange tips into glorious, lovely blue tips. Hey, that's
0: cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. One thing that's cool, I forgot to mention this for somehow, but Magic's of Leadership becomes a double blue when you do that, which is really sick.
0: I think you mentioned it. You
1: care both sides, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, speaking of mentioning things, uh, extra padding is very good.
0: Extra padding. Extra padding.
3: Extra padding.
1: With, with end hostilities. Maybe. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Just getting it out there. All right, well, I think that's probably a great time for us to head into the spoilers we got left. So, Kent, why don't you hit us with the first one, buddy?
2: All right, so our first spoiler of the day is Hit and Run. And this card's really interesting because it has a white and a black pip on it. It is an action. It is a common. Flip one of your characters from bot mode to alt mode. Move one damage counter from it to an enemy in alt mode. Yeah, I think this is pretty interesting, especially for the windsweeper deck that likes to move damage a lot, and it's also a little flip intensive with windsweeper and whoever else you have on your team with possibly slipstream who will never flip, but <laughs> maybe you're running horrible um, or or something like that uh, to to make it work and to keep moving damage. Um, it's pretty cool. I think it's nice that it's a common. I am enjoying seeing another white and black pip. Um, I think this is infinitely better than swerve <gasps> just because I love moving the damage off my guys and onto your characters. How dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, uh, yeah, I, I think this card is good. It's pretty much... You can think of it like rollout, where it has two quote-unquote relevant uh, pips on it, and instead of flipping uh, all your characters from bot to alt, it flips just one, and then it also moves that damage counter. The only problem I have with this is that it has to be an enemy in alt mode, which, I mean, realistically, that'll happen more often than not, but there is still a situation where it won't happen, so, and or it won't be the character that you need the damage on, so... It, it is a bit of a restriction, but I think it's still perfectly playable otherwise.
3: You know, for me, what this card really points out is a lack of being able to use this with body modes. Mm. I mean, there's just so few effects, or, I don't know, zero effects, that say one of your characters in body mode to alt mode. There's just not a lot of support for that, and the, this harkens back to uh, traditional characters, and, and it doesn't really go with the flavor of what the set's trying to do in that case. Uh, it is very playable, and in, yeah, in the, in the orange-black deck it can replace Swerve, which was strictly there for the Pips' card, <laughs> as Mitch uses there.
1: Nuh-uh, you flipped Barrage to his alt mode to get an extra defense for every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Pierce 2 as well.
1: It's a chore on defense. <laughs> um, I will say this. So I'm, 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 I'm on Joel's team here. I think, like, I'm just surprised that this doesn't mention body mode at all. You know, and many people were speculating we were going to get an escape route rapid conversion variant that was going to mention body mode characters specifically on it. And we really didn't get that. Like, the... The only flip mode cards that really work with the um, with the characters who have body modes are rapid conversion, the OG, and showing off, which is um, you know poised for good things. I think, but hit and run is definitely better than swerve. I know, I know, Kai, that you were deeply hurt by Kent bringing that point up, but it's just better. The secret actually didn't do anything, and this actually does. It heals you for one. Maybe it lets you take an extra swing from an opposing character. By getting you up to maybe having six health left when you have Vanguard in play, who knows? It's Reach. Reach is always important to have in your decks. Um, interesting to note, you know the first, the second white and black pip card we have in the game. I would love to see a white and black pip weapon. That'd be really cool, actually. I feel like we have, I don't think we have any upgrades that have white and black pips on them. That'd be something cool to see. Uh, I'm sure it's eventually going to happen. You know, there's only so many combinations of pips and abilities you can do. But yeah, um, I think this card is cool. I I just wish it, it interacted with the Titan Master's characters a little bit better.
0: All right, so the next card we're going to talk about is Spy Master's Ruse. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's an action. It has a black pip, a black pip with a specialist icon on it, and a green pip. And it says, you may play a secret action while that card is face down, this card and that card aren't scrapped at the end of turn. So just to clarify what that means, that means that at the end of turn, when all actions and whatnot would be scrapped, like card flips, you wouldn't scrap this card as long as your secret action is face down. So you can keep it there as long as you want to turn on effects like Knight Racer's Bold 1 or Tough 1 or Pounce's Plus 2. But yeah, that's basically the gist of why this card is so broken. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow yeah uh, rated G man rated G <laughs> No no no' we're not now we're talking about spymaster's ruse yeah, this, yeah. Card
0: is, this card is really good.
3: <laughs> Obviously this card is a, extremely powerful it, it lets you it lets you keep keep cards in play that you want like uh I don't know end hostilities or something just oh. hold, just, just hold that down Not forever that card. And, yeah just hold that there until your opponent plays belligerence you don't even have to guess anymore about when your opponent might be playing uh something that you want to stop with infiltrate or end hostilities uh plus, <laughs> plus 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 i i was i was super excited about pounce already as as a strong aggressive character in a sort of a defensive shell with secret actions and and this this will just let you pile it up i mean pounce can get really big you can have two secret actions down without even using his stratagem
1: actually there might even be a world where you can have four secret actions on the field if you've played three spy masters ruses in the game so you got three sitting out there and then you play one like on your turn or something Think about if you that. play
2: Special Ops Mission or Brainstorm, you could have five. No, you, you can't have five.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could. If you had three already on the field and then you played Brainstorm or Special Ops Mission, you could have oh, four out. All yeah. right, all right. If five, which would be plus ten. He'd be a 15 base power character. I thought That's I good. was the
3: Timmy here, guys. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. We wanna, <laughs> we do, we're Johnny's man. Spymaster's Ruse is a Johnny card. It's a cool. You know, when we got spoiled, Kai literally mentioned in our group chat. He was like, "What are we Yu-Gi-Oh now? Turning <laughs> our <gonna laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh now. Cards. They're just gonna sit out there forever until you trigger them." And I was like, "Man, this is so cool. I love this card. I will say this, this. So the the notation that it has for like the conditional pip and then the real pip and then a third pip is a nightmare for me to put into my spreadsheets." <laughs> uh when I'm building deck lists but I'll tell you this man this card is so cool it's so weird cuz it breaks the game in a very specific way and secret actions were already this kind of thing where like I, I just they they had this depth to them that was hard to explain as like part of the game I'm so pumped uh like just to, like to include this in decks, maybe even as like a one-of, maybe in my sideboards, I think that it's a great, actually, it's really great in the fact that it's an ad- it could be an addition to some of the combo hate cards, right? Like, let's say that if, if it something ever came back that was a nightmare, like, this is one of those cards that helps those uh, hosers or those kind of, like, safety valves be assured. And that's one of the things I think is really cool about it, because it's a niche application of a very cool card. But, Spymaster's Ruse is great. It puts in hostilities in play forever, which makes me so excited. I will say this, though. Uh, it does get turned off by Counter Espionage because Counter Espionage will scrap the face-down secret action, which will also end up scrapping your Spymaster's at end of turn, uh, which is unfortunate because your opponent kind of gets a two-for-one at minimum out of that. Let's say they also they can also take more secret actions out of your hand if they have the same name. Um, but overall, just an awesome card really pumped to play it really excited to see where it ends up
2: i cannot believe they printed this card <laughs> this is the best card they've ever printed i'm just gonna go on record saying that now get your spy master's ruse like day one. Oh my god i mean this is just insane it makes the depth of your deck running secret action so much better Like, you're playing against the, you know, David Burgos orange-black pierce deck, and okay, cool, well, here's my temporal quagmire, and it's just gonna sit there forever, until you're ready to swing with Demolisher, and... I, I mean, things like that. And then, like, oh, oh, combo start, starting to rear its head again. Okay, well, why don't we play Spymaster's Ruse and Speed Trap? And the moment you try to go off, you can't. Big nope. You know, and then Speed Trap also has an, a green pip on it, too. So now that that one's done, I'm going to pick up the next one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this this card oh my gosh i really felt like control was gonna be dead after this set uh there's just so much raw aggression from the bots the battle cards of course belligerence and then you know not just orange and bold and all that kind of stuff but all the black too oh my goodness um but now you have spymaster's ruse and like this card and of course in hostilities makes me go okay cool we can play control again <laughs> thank you jesus you know um this this card is so she will i'm so pumped i'm so stoked thank you wizards <laughs> she will be mine oh yes <laughs> oh god she will be
1: mine Oh,
0: man. Uh, so just just to clarify, I know that Spider Master's Ruse is basically you're playing two cards in the same turn, which is heavy on your hand. So we're expo- excited about it in prospects of things like S- Sergeant Skywarp and Shockwave and all that stuff. But you oh, can't yeah. play it because of Pocket Processor. So it's really not that unreasonable to con- Consider even one or two in your general control deck. So yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be pocket processor. There are plenty of like control decks that are based around card advantage as kind of like one of the engines or axes that they're competing in the game. I mean, you look at Jetfire, like at the risk of belaboring the point of that, I played him so much. But even like maybe there's just some kind of defensive cars deck, whether it's the Run Brothers or Cliff Jumper. Those decks are very good at filling their hand as well. And Spy Master's Ruse could potentially be something that's helpful against like in in that instance. Joel, I, uh, I believe you're up next, and man, we got a stinger for you.
3: Oh, well, I was going to say, I, I didn't want to give this away when you were asking what our favorite card was from this dump. <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil it for everybody, but here's the spoiler. Laser Scalpel. <laughs> it's a common utility upgrade. Two black pips, which is not bad, gives Pierce one.
2: <laughs> it's a utility and I right. and I do have to say it is we finally have a mirror black sh- uh, black pip to improvise shield and handheld blaster.
0: Mm-hmm. We so that's sure do.
2: Probably all we need to say about it. <laughs>
3: to words. Yeah, this is going to be auto included in every deck along with lucky dodge. I mean, like you know, you're starting <laughs> at 34, 34 cards <laughs> in your deck, including this lucky dodge in every deck.
1: <laughs> hey, that's, Don't that's,
3: forget stars.
1: <laughs> oh i should stop laughing i feel like i'm making it impossible for them to hear oh my god i'm sorry i like it, it, laser scalpel just happened to fall on your name when i was doing the rotation and
2: like it, it always happens to fall on your name yeah well you know what that at least this card
3: does have double black Pips if you' if you're trying to play something that focuses on double black pips, there's no star on this card, it's at least usable in that sort of context.
1: Very true, very true. Um, I don't know what necessarily what necessarily what deck would be focusing on that at the moment but you know it's never too far off. It's not something that's outlandish. They could even do something another if they ever did another like out, uh, non-combat pip lord ability like tailwinds for black Pips. This is one of those cards you have to keep in your mind for something like that, you know? Not really playable. Otherwise, funny. I like that it exists. I think it's cool that it exists.
2: <laughs> well, let's talk about the picture for a second. Okay. Is he about I think, to, like, I, I think, cut off Ravage's head or something? Like, slit his throat? Like,
1: it's a laser scalp. Maybe he's performing surgery. Yeah, so I, don't I don't know. I don't that cat surgery. does
2: not look like he wants to be have surgery performed on him.
1: I will say, yeah, he doesn't look super stoked. He's not in a, like a welcoming position. Who knows? Maybe this is like um, a, th- a, a throwback to Ratchet or something. Where it's, I mean, like, Well, those are my... Ratchet's
2: hands, Ratchet or Pharma. Oh, and if you got that, if you got that joke, me and you are tight.
0: Okay, I, I didn't get that joke. Well, I guess we're not teammates with Kent then. <laughs> hey, <it's gonna laughs> well get well actually
2: actually because I gifted some Transformers IDW comics to um Oh yeah. You did. Then you so will I get, will that get that it. I will get that get reference. It. Okay. Because that's well, a major plot point. So that right. could be Pharma who Spoilers, well man, I can't go do into it or I'll be talking forever.
1: All right. Spo- uh, oof, yeah, what a change. And I'm sorry, that was mean. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I can't. That's fair. Regenerative Core is a, is a really cool card. card that we had to talk about is Regenerative Core. Man, we just dawdle. <laughs>
2: We've never dawdled like
1: that before. Oh my gosh. It's a green pip upgrade, gives plus one defense, it's an armor, and it says when the upgraded character attacks, Move one damage counter from it to this. Then, if this has two or more damage counters on it, scrap it. This is a completely unique design space. We've never had um, non-character cards that can receive damage counters to them before. I don't think it. I think it's a, a not a very outlandish thing that this is the kind of thing that can like exist. Um, but this is an, you know maybe like something to expand upon the potential for healing. Possibly, who knows? I'd love to see more cards like this. I'd love to see something like a maybe there's a weapon in the future that takes damage onto it and and you get a bonus for how much damage it has stacked on the weapon or something. Maybe it's a volatile something. But I love this card. It's so cool. I don't think it's going to see a lot of play. I think that just being green pip is going to really hurt it. But I do think that it is – I think it it says a lot for the potential design space uh, for upgrades in the future or possibly even secret actions. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I love that they introduced this new mechanic. I'm very, very down with it. I wish that instead of had two or more damage counters on it, scrap it. Um, I wish it was three, just because it is a green pip only, and it's only giving plus one. I mean, I know you can't have everything, um, but I really would have liked it. I do want to try it with Wind Sweeper. Um, I think that could be very, very cool. Yeah, I'm happy. I like it. Keep keep making new cards like this, Wizards. It's a cool card. It's not going to see a lot of
3: play. It's a rare, so it also won't get used in Limited a lot, but it's a really great card in Limited.
1: Is there any potential for this in maybe like the Toolbox Optimus deck we keep
0: bullying no. the idea about? It moves instead of heals.
1: Right, right, right. It moves instead of heals, but if you have the Safeguard head on him, I recognize that makes him 85 million stars to play. But, like, Toolbox, healing healing two, potentially four, and Regenerative Core means you can really guarantee that the Safeguard is going to go off.
0: Uh, I think I'd rather have the uh, Hollow better, honestly.
1: You're probably right. Yeah. yeah You're probably definitely. right. All right, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I get get points for trying. Cool. Alright, the
2: next card that we have is Triangulator. This is a green upgrade utility. It's an uncommon. It gives focus one. When you put this on a character, you may play another Triangulator. Up to three Triangulators can fit in one utility slot. I don't know really where this goes. I know people have been you know, saying, hey, Focus 6, you can, like, really dig down through your deck, and I i mean, I guess you can. How um, you Focus 6? Uh,
0: you, you have 3Ds, you have Raider Sights, and then you have uh, Acute Reflexes on General or on Galaxy Prime, as I commented. Oh. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: Or you, or you put it on a
2: guy that already has, like, Focus 2, like, uh, Wave 3, Flame War. So... I don't know. You could be really digging down through your deck that way.
0: Yeah. I, I think we sort of expected this last set because of the way the um, collection upgrades have been going. I mm-hmm. um, I think this probably won't see play Doh because it's singularly just a green pip. So you're just adding more blanks, three blanks into your deck just to do focus three, not to mention you're going to have to be digging for them. So you're flipping them and you're not getting your combat buffs, quote unquote. So at, uh, don't know if that's worth it in the end. I'd rather just do like war of attrition or even attack drones in specific decks or extra padding. So, yeah, it's I don't know if see you will see play, but yeah.
3: Hey, dig out your general Megatrons. <laughs> nah, leave them in the binder. This card isn't really gonna do much. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, oh man, it's basically like Kai said. Like Kai said, it's basically just three blank i mean three more blanks in your deck that that's gonna be really rough to get around
0: yeah yeah you might not um, even come back in time
1: no so. it's also card disadvantageous we've talked about this before um Watsi is incredibly hesitant to make focus three a possibility i actually don't even think we have very many upgrades that grant focus now that i'm thinking about it like there's a cute reflex especially not on green pip cards the fact that this only has a green fish is gonna hurt it so bad. Uh, I love the collection upgrades. Uh, shout out to extra padding.
3: Extra padding. Extra padding. Extra padding.
1: Again. I think that's twice in this episode. <laughs> but um this just isn't this just isn't, I don't think, as good as either attack drone or extra padding. I think it's I think it's not even as good as uh, what's the truck one? From Wave One? Cargo trailer. Cargo trailer. I don't even think it's as good as cargo trailer, honestly. Um I want this to be good. I wanted this to be something super interesting. I was really hopeful that like the utility collection upgrade would be something unique um, or maybe something else that's stacked in a different way. This isn't really what I was expecting. Um, yeah, I wish I had more to say.
0: All right, so the next card we have is Sonic Stun Gun. It's a green pip upgrade. On top of the fact that they're a green card, uh, this the upgraded character gets plus one until end of turn. So I think this card is actually a bit playable because there are ways that you can play multiple green cards in a turn, whether it's just your standard upgrade. and Or yeah. you can play things like Focus Fire or oh, yeah. War of Attritions and get attack buffs that way if you're playing this for that turn. Yeah, I think this card is definitely playable. It's just I don't know if you're going to play in, say, the Airstrike deck or whatnot.
3: Yeah, as far as constructed playable... This, again, is going to suffer the same fate as as Triangulator that we were just discussing. It's a green pip only, and in most cases, you're really just hoping to get plus 2. Unless your deck is like super focused around playing something like Triangulator, and then you get plus 3, which basically just makes it a grenade launcher. I'd rather just play grenade launcher. I, I don't think this card's going to see a whole lot of play.
1: I think that the one place this stands to see play is in some kind of cars deck that focuses around green light. So the ability on this card is the same as green light's bot mode. It is green light, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. Okay, I figured that was it because the word green is literally in the name. So that's how I was trying to remember it, is my mnemonic device. But um, (laughs) having each green card you play give you plus two is a whole different animal than every green card you play giving you plus one. I think that... I mean, that can make this the the largest weapon buff in the game in reality, right, through that. But this card is... I think it's only really going to be present in gimmicky decks. I think you could see it in decks built around maybe Wave 1 Thundercracker um, and, like, Focus Fire or War of or something like that. You could maybe see it built in a deck built around Greenlight. But I don't expect to see much play in anything else beside that. I think that it is just objectively worse than Soldier's Blaster in the vast majority of si- of situations. Um, and Soldier's Blaster itself didn't really see much play. So,
2: Yeah, I want to mention that I believe Wizards has really caught on to just how powerful the green pip is. So I've said since wave two that green pips are the most powerful pips in the game, bar none. And when you look through the spoilers right now, how many cards do we have that have a green pip with an orange pip or a green pip and a blue pip? The answer is one. And it's lose the initiative, which is very niche at best. Mm-hmm. I wish that we would see more things like, you know, Scoundrel's Blaster, Noble's Blaster, you know, an extra padding, more of attrition, you know, all all those kind of things. Um but I, I think they've figured out that if they print too many cards like that, it's just too powerful.
1: Well, yeah, it also I think the, the the power of Green Pips is that it is a variance-reducing mechanic, and Transformers is a game that has... I'm going to be honest with you guys, like, there's a lot of variance in it, you know? Like, you can deck build to kind of limit it, but Green Pips can, if they're too strong, can make games feel very same When they first got introduced and... Bashing Shield was just king of everything. Um, I, I felt personally like a lot of the games that I was playing felt a, a very similar. Um, and then over time, we slowly got more and more ways to combat the power level of that card. Maybe the power level of the card pool at large rose, uh, but there's too many cards that feel that are strong in that way where they are limiting to my opponent's deck choices that are viable in a competitive atmosphere. I think it's actually bad play patterns, whereas having enough of them that are good that you want some of them in your deck, especially some situational ones that are very good against degenerate strategies, I think are great play patterns. Because all they do is say, hey, I just want to play a real game, and that's something I'm interested in doing. So I'm glad that's the trend with Green Pips, personally. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we move on to the next card?
3: Sure. So the next card we've got is Turn the Tide. It's an action uncommon, one black pip. It says, choose an equal number of Autobots and Decepticons. For each of those Autobots, move one damage counter from it to one of the Decepticons that you haven't moved a counter to this way. This card is the Autobot answer to the Decepticon card, Magnetic Dysfunction Ray. Which says do one damage to each character and then one to each Autobot. This card a doesn't seem as powerful because your opponent has to be playing Decepticons for this actually to be any good. You have they have to have at least as many Decepticons as you have Autobots for it for you to be able to move all that damage. And the the former card Magnetic Dysfunction Ray is so powerful that I think that uh, it's possible that Autobot strategies could get pushed out of the format. I know we talked about that before, and there were a whole lot of cards that have been released since then, but that card is very anti-Autobot, and this card isn't quite as much anti-Decepticon. So it's a, it's a good card, but I'm not sure that it's quite good enough to counter Magnetic Dysfunction rate.
1: Good. It's about time that in the we put an Autobot card and we put a Decepticon card that are supposed to be... Polar opposites in a set happened, and the Decepticons won. It's about time. Go team bad guys. I know I talk about this a lot, but uh, Magray, which is a much easier way to say that card, (laughs) Um, for me personally, it's how I've been calling it, is great. It's it's not dead if your opponent's not playing. Um, Autobots is you can build your deck to where it actually can be a boon for you. It can do things like um, enable Energon acts and other other assorted things that you wanted to do. Turn the tide is not as powerful. It's objectively not as powerful. The pips aren't as good. It puts a play restriction on what you can play. It puts a play restriction on what your opponent can play. It doesn't trigger two times in the same way that Magray kind of like does double damage. It does double duty. If your opponent's playing Autobots, not like an extra effect. Um, This is very likely relegated to a sideboard if it sees play at all, and I can only really see it seeing play in a wide metagame where Decepticons are everywhere. Honestly, I think verdict's still out on this card for me. Um, I'm waiting to see how the Wave 5 metagame turns out in order for me to really make a judgment on this one.
2: Yeah, this card is not near as exciting as the Mag Ray, and I'm very, very happy about that. (laughs) Um, as you mentioned, like the Decepticons always get the short end of the stick, and yeah, it's about time that the Autobots did. Um, if this card was reversed, and they had it, you know, deal damage from your Decepticons to your auto, uh, to your opponent's Autobots, just move damage over to them. Oh my gosh, Windsweeper would like be kind of out of control at that point. Um so I think they had to make it this way. Pretty interesting card. I don't know how much it's really going to see play.
3: Yeah, keep in mind it doesn't say to your opponents' Decepticons. It just says to Decepticons, So you oh. really can't play this in a deck that isn't only Autobots because you're going to you might end up hurting your own characters this way. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even notice
1: that. You can't even play it with Windsweeper because you can't move all of the damage from your, like a damage from each of your Autobots to Windsweeper. Because it says, to a Decepticon, you haven't moved a counter to this way. It's good against windsweeper
0: decks. I, I don't right? even think it's good against that, because that restriction is honestly why this card probably won't even see play. Because you can't even pile the damage onto a car- a specific character. It has to be on- onto different characters altogether. On top of the fact that they have to, you have to have an equal number of Autobots and Decepticons, along with Autobots that have damage. So it's like, it's asking for a lot, just for weaker bombing run S type deal. So I, I don't think this card will see play at all.
1: Our very last new card from uh, the set. We'll have a couple of reprints we're going to briefly discuss after that. Um, but the next one is Precision Fire. Precision Fire is an action. It's an orange and a black pip. It says choose a mode, do one damage to each character in that mode. This card is great. Um, you can pair this with Magray, which we were just talking about a bunch. Um, they're both orange-black pips, so they kind of want to go in similar decks. They both focus on dealing damage kind of like at large, which means they are probably similar strategies, um, and the fact that you can kind of like build your deck to where it's not necessarily as bad against you. I think this card is disproportionately strong against patrols because those decks are largely featuring characters in their alt mode. I think that it's not as good against decks that are mixed between traditional characters and Titan Master characters because those have a mix of alt, body, and bot modes present among their team members, so you might just not... It might just end up doing a similar amount of damage to each team or more to yours than theirs, so you better care about where the damage is going. But I do think Precision Fire is going to be very good, particularly if patrols like the Airstrike Patrol or the Off-Road Patrol see a lot of play in the upcoming metagame. I'm excited for Precision Fire, and obviously it goes with... You know, the man of the hour, horrible.
2: I mean, think about how much you like armed hovercraft. This is kind of doing the same thing. It may not hit all of your opponents, um, but, you know, depending on what mode they're in, but it also has a orange and a black pip on it. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Definitely goes in any deck that's like just wanting to pile on direct damage and build around it.
0: Yeah, this card, is, this card is fantastic. The only problem with it is I don't know if I'm going to have room to play a 4th through 6th copy of Mag Disray. So that's probably it. I could probably see 2 and 2 or probably just 3 and 1 or 2. But yeah, this card is fantastic. Yo, you, you only getting one transform per turn means that since most teams are generally 3 or more wide, you'll be able to hit at least 2 or multiple bots since it's usually just a singular character that's transforming. So very good, very good.
3: It's a very cool card. It's in the it's black uh black and orange, which is very popular right now and will be popular again for sure. I dig the artwork on this on this card. I don't talk about the artwork on these cards very much, but I think this one's really cool. Mm-hmm. Getting uh getting uh, Grimlock on there and,
0: <laughs> and, and Optimus. I thought that was Optimus. Oh, it is Optimus, okay. <laughs> guys, guys, that's Ravage, can't you tell? Wait, is isn't Ravage the cassette tape?
1: He's also a cat. Oh. Wait, I, I don't know what...
2: Are y'all looking at the right card? Because I see Bumblebee
1: right now. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Joel. <laughs> no, this, card,
3: this card's really cool. I, I, I like this card. It, echoing what, what Kai was saying, it, it's really more like a fourth, fifth, sixth copy of that card, of the Mag Ray, and uh, it, it might be hard to fit in, in some decks, but when you're trying to pile on direct damage with Horrible, this card's going to be fantastic.
1: I, I do think that there's a couple of decks that bar, that uh, bear specific mentioning as far as this deck goes, as far as this card goes. I think that any deck that's playing Sky Shadow um, might really like this card because you can turn choosing Alt Mode into a way for you to actually assemble your Sky Shadow, or you deal the last point of damage to your guy, which is really which is actually like a really uh, large tempo play. Um, I also think that it might be a really effective sideboard option for Blaster decks. I've seen a lot of Blaster decks really. Uh, recently adopt Mission Briefing as their card advantage spell of choice because the fact that Blaster flips to bot mode a lot, he often plays alongside a Battlemaster, and he deploys his cassettes in bot mode means that Mission Briefing is often a draw three or a draw four over the course of the game, which is really powerful on a green pip. And the fact that Precision Fire is oftentimes going to be hitting the most characters in alt mode means that it might be really good out of the sideboard in that deck against other opposing wide strategies, particularly patrols or maybe insecticons if that ever makes a return. But Precision Fire, I think very specific mentioning in those decks, I think it might just be a good enough card to make play, see play playing a lot more archetypes besides. So who wants to cover the reprints real quick?
3: Well, I'll talk about improvised Shield. It's uh, <laughs> definitely it. one of the most important cards ever printed. Uh, it's a two orange uh, common upgrade armor, which you will never use in armor. It's really just... It, it, it might as well just be a blank card that has two double oranges on it, which makes it very useful in aggressive decks. And I gotta say, the artwork on this card is sweet. That That is definitely more of an improvised shield than Magnus is using in the original iteration of the card where Megatron is picking up a car.
2: Cool. Qu- Quick aside, um, that is when that art on the original one is from uh, Simon Furman's uh, Regeneration One, and it's where Magnus is battling Galvatron, and Galvatron's like absolutely like kicking his butt, and yeah, he has to like improvise a shield to live. Huh.
1: That's so cool. That's such cool art. The handheld blaster has dope bar on it as well. Dude, the handheld very...
2: blaster looks great.
1: Yeah. And the new one. Why don't you talk about that, Kent?
3: I don't think anybody should play that card. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Handheld Yeah. blaster. laughs> It'll go in a trashy jo- Joel says never right? put
2: handheld blasters in your deck because he doesn't want you flipping those when he's trying <laughs> to swing for the fences. Yeah, we all know what handheld blaster does. Two blue. It's a weapon. Bold One. Helps keep your Master Sword out there if you're like just holding them in your hand or can help your jet fire live on defense. So love the new art. That's really, really cool.
1: And Commons again, so they'll be filling out your, uh, your cards in your sealed pool often. All right, so like I mentioned at the beginning of part A of this episode, we just have too much content this week uh, to answer our wonderful viewer questions. Uh, and I, as well as my co-hosts, only feel comfortable monopolizing only so much of your time. So you can expect our answers to those and many more questions on next week's recording. One uh, I believe will be our first official podcast that doesn't con- coincide with spoilers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what will they talk about? We've got stuff. Don't you worry. Um, it should be a blast, and we can really dig into some of the strategic pieces of advice and information on that one. Uh, well, wherever you're listening, uh, we're glad you stuck with us this long, and there ought to be links showing you this in, this, in the description, but hopefully you can find this podcast future and prior episodes on a place most convenient for you, whether that's iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, other podcast hosting sites, and hopefully Spotify soon. I know Kai has
0: been uh, up to expanding our empire Uh, Yeah, it is up on Spotify. So there will be a link in the description for both episodes if you want to listen on Spotify in the future. Fantastic.
1: Sweet. Um, And on that note, I believe that ought to do it for Episode 8. Before we let you go, if you find the input information here valuable, you can find more strategy analysis, tournament reports, and more like it at TransformYourGame.net. And until next time, clear eyes, flip bots can't lose.